Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Hey, remember, subscribe to this podcast. We, we, we love helping you, love giving you information. And uh, go ahead and hit the subscribe. Go to any of those uh, um, outlets, right? What are they, Bleep? I, it's like uh, Spotify. iTunes, Spotify. Google Play. Uh, Google Play, all of them. I got a, I got a cheat sheet I'll read later because I'll have them subscribe again. But we'll make sure. No, seriously, because it helps us help you, and uh, we enjoy bringing these. But anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors, and uh, we are here with the great one and only infamous, outstanding mountain man, Brian Martin. And then um, Brad Dana, um, and uh, Brad Dana, hashtag 393. Um, I'm here, physically present. (laughs) Physically present, ready to roll. So one of your staff members asked me today, uh, Brad, she said, today's podcast day. And I'm like, (laughs) copy that. I guess today's podcast day, because I was in your other office. You're speaking pretty well for having seven teeth. Removed. I, I, it was eleven. I told them. eleven. Did you? Who'd you hear that from? Hi, <laughs> your wife. <laughs> You're I, not even mumbling, I, man. I, I was on. I was on a. I was on a call or something earlier. Lindley and I were, and I go, well, I got to get going because I got a. Uh, I was on a training call early this morning. I go, I got to get going. I got eleven teeth getting pulled, and they're like, no way. And I'm like, well, it could be the same because going to the dentist for me, one tooth or eleven, it's all the same, man. Anyway, that's but, the advantage of using septicane. It's short acting. <laughs> You're ready for podcast night, right? Exactly. But anyway, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Um, no, really. Uh, but she said it's podcast night tonight. And, and honestly, you guys do a really good job. And, and it, it is fun to do this. But Brad and Brian, you guys bring uh, a lot of information. So anyway, but here's what we're going to talk about today. We, we, we're, we're in a situation right now at Rolling Bones today that, um, that uh, Canada is not open. Okay, we try not to give dates, but COVID's messed everything up, and, and Canada's just closed down, as everybody knows. And CNN and, and Fox News are not very good marketers for Canada border right now because <laughs> they're just like, um, you know, they're just crushing Canada. And the poor outfitters up there are wondering what's going on. And we want to know, too. We want to have it open. We want to book it. Here's what I'll tell you. that We, we talked to the Guide and Outfitters Associations for most of the provinces we book in. And uh, they're obviously all lobbying, but the fact of the matter is it'll open when it opens, and we don't know any more than anybody else. Brian's a Canadian citizen, and uh, um, and he is uh, going to be running for prime minister up there soon on the sheep platform. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, the Sheep Herders Society of Canada. Exactly. And you'd be the, you'd be the prime candidate. But anyway, we're going to talk about, because there's a lot of hunts in America. In the United States, I guess Canada is a part of the Americans, right? Americans. And even Mexico is. Yeah, but, but um, it is, even Mexico. So United States, though, and Mexico, 
we have hunts going on right now. Um, and but this spring we still have bear hunts with 80% shot opportunity. And most people think, well, if I'm going to go kill a bear, I got to go to Canada. That's not true. Like you guys to speak to that. Well, okay. Idaho has baiting. Wyoming has baiting. You can chase them with dogs in Utah and Arizona. You used to be able to do it in California and Colorado, but no more. Right, but all those states we have good, we have great hunts in all those states with opportunity. So I wanted to talk about that. And then the other thing is I wanted to speak to today, and uh, as we open this up, is there's this great country, and they'd be and the and the government of this country would be super happy when I say this. This might get elevated to their um, their government, but the great country of Texas is um, got a lot of opportunities to go hunting even in the summer, because they have a lot of non-indigenous species that have became free-range. Uh, yeah, would you say? Well, it depends. Uh, some are free-range, some are fenced. But you actually have true free-range Nilgai. You have free-range Axis Deer. You have free-range Audad. You have free-range Black Buck. There's even a few places that have free-range Stag, and there's definitely free-range Elk and Mule Deer. The Mule Deer are not introduced, but the Elk are. So, so Brad and Brian, question for you. I, my uh, my name is Bernard Faller. Um, I live in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, and um, I'm a hunting enthusiast. And I wanted to take my son on a um, a black bear hunt to Manitoba this year, but I am locked out, and I have a deposit down um, with Rolling Bones, and I want to switch that deposit to another bear hunt. I still want to take him on a hunt for my senior trip. Where do I go? What do I do this spring to have a successful black bear hunt? Well, it depends. Do you want horses? you want hiking? you want baited? Or you want dogs? Uh, you know what? I think I want, I want my greatest shot opportunity, and I want the best experience I can find. If I was going to do one, I'd do that horseback where you pack in, and it's still they, they have bait out. That sounds really fun That's to me. That's great. And I talked to him a couple of days ago, <laughs> and he's... he's um, that lit him up. He got excited. Well, he's, he's booked, he's and, the season, and, and the season closes quickly there because it's on a quota. Yeah. And he said that the new biologist in the area is not is more likes predators more than people and that so that she is actually like really restricting a lot of the predator hunting and they're closing the quotas very very early in that part of Wyoming that's in the bighorns but so we also have um we, if, if you want to go to a predator kill friendly state um Idaho two bears you can use bait you can use dogs Montana mm, yeah but you can't use bait and you can't use dogs so you got to be able to walk and and, and um, ride a horse but they have good spot and stock opportunities in Montana in places yeah Yes. In places for sure, especially in the western part. I mean, like, you can get some decent stuff around Bozeman in that area, but probably the further you go west towards Idaho, the, the probably the better it is. Closer to Missoula, closer to Kalispell, uh, you know, that Libby, that country is probably better bears. So we, because we have a bear hunt right now, and I'll actually try to get the number for you guys so you can go on the web and, che and check it out. But uh, um, I'll see if I can get w w w from Kelly. But I know we have a Montana horseback bear hunt right now or a Montana bear hunt. Um, Kelly, could you get me that hunt number so I can reference it to the Montana? But it's 90% shot opportunity, horses, spot and stalk, and, and it's big bear. They see a lot of bear. Most of the time from my bear hunting experience when I lived in Montana, you know, probably every three to four days for sure you'd see a good bear if you hunt. Some days you'll see them every day, but it's not like B.C. I mean, right. I've seen... 49 bears once in seven days in British Columbia, <laughs> outside of Pemberton and that Right, country. but remember, we can't get into Canada. Well, I'm just saying that's an example. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but that was like, right. I had some serious repairs on the truck after that one. That was like <laughs> rat bagging it for a week, scared the crap out of the hunter, but he never forgot it. <laughs> 
When Abe's telling me I need to slow down, you know I drive fast. <laughs> I bet that was a colorful conversation with you two, huh? I, that would have been worth. That would have been worth being in the truck just to hear the conversation. <laughs> just, just to hear well, the banter back. That would be it. like. Well, no, he wasn't in the truck, but he said, "You know, he said this hunter doesn't want to say anything to you because he's loving the hunt." But you actually kind of scared him a couple times. We we came off that mountain in New Mexico. We were elk hunting, and we we got. What was the deal? Oh yeah, we spotted those elk from about four miles away, and it was on it was on property we could hunt still. This is actually this is a Western Wyoming hunt. It's RB one one seven eight six zero one. RB one one seven eight six zero one. If you go to rollingbones.com. that sounds like a tracking number for a UPS package. Uh, probably. Um, is we'll, there primers we'll in it? We'll ship you your hide. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm finding out today. Bleep running this show is going to be like hurting juvenile cats. If hurting cats wasn't bad enough, juvenile cats is worse with these two. So anyway. I was so, trying to talk about coming off the mountain in New Mexico and you interrupted me with a ding number. Oh, so That's I'm not sorry. near as it. My story was way better than yours. Okay. Just saying. I, and I just got this and I was over enthusiastic. Please do tell that story. <laughs> so, so you were coming off with your tricycle and some uh, some Nerf pads on your arms? No, no, no. No, my buddy, the A.J. Foyt Maiman was driving his Tundra. Oh, oh, we don't need to tell this story. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, we actually had to do some dent repair because we had five big old dents extruded out right up in the passenger compartment from our head smacking uh, coming off that mountain. But we did make it and shot three elk. We did. So, so, so literally. And that, you broke your shock on that one. We were six yes. miles on the other side, and what we were doing is climbing up on this water tower to or glass. windmill to glass. So we didn't more than get up there, get settled in. Old Ted goes, can you take this, uh, can you take this off road? <laughs> what did he say? I don't know. But we jumped in the truck, and we flew off that mountain to get on the other mountain or to the base of the other mountain. And uh, we did not have much time because we saw a ton of elk, and we had to go. It was day five, and it was getting serious. And uh, I know Crunch we, time. I know we literally left. We had all four wheels off. Oh my gosh! At one time, we ripped the um, the skid plastic plate. skid plate. Yeah, it's what's that plastic forward. skid plate doing on that yeah, tundra? And, well, they were in like an inch thick, but we ripped them suckers yeah. off. So you actually ripped them off. At, Actually dragging, cracked them, ripped them off. And then um, I don't know if that's when I cracked the leaf spring or if that was in British Columbia going 95 miles an hour down that. Uh, you were driving a little hard on that, getting off that hill. Probably the BC wouldn't have, it might have finished the crack, but the initial crack was uh, New Mexico. I'm thinking we broke the leaf spring coming off that because we had all four wheels on that tundra completely off. Because when we hit, I was like, oh wow, all four wheels were just off. And we bottomed out on that ridge and it was like, it growled pretty bad. Yeah. But anyway, it's uh, that. That's what they make trucks for. Hey, they, they showed us in the video. So. I cracked my bed on Alaska Highway. <laughs> Caught air twice when they had these. They didn't have those orange cones up, and I hit those those frosties about eighty five miles an hour, fully loaded. And, and the whole back end probably came about eight or ten inches off the off the ground. The front end never actually got much air, but the back did. Wow. So if you guys are wondering, I'm the responsible driver. I've not cracked anything, broke no. any leaf springs. You, that, that is correct. Yes. He can turn a four-hour trip into nine like nobody you've ever met. 
So do not if 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 you hey if you're listening and you go I want to go hunting with Brad Dana he he sounds like a really highly educated guy dentist and I'd like to hang out with somebody like that just know two things he drives super slow and he's very not sophisticated so anyway all right <laughs> so that w- getting back to the hunts but no. he doesn't use a sizer die to repeat bullets and oh my and gosh. His, uh, we we got a we got a a nine one one call in here today about somebody was loading his ammo and he used the wrong die. That doesn't work very well to use the cedar die. Okay, so we we're gonna turn this car primer back. Die. We're gonna turn this car back Sizer to the hunting die. because we got we got people that are going. Okay, I want to go hunting this spring. I want to go hunting this fall. I want to go hunting this summer. Canada's closed down. Where do I hunt Rolling Bones? Where do I go? And I'm telling you, R B one one seven eight six dash zero one. Wyoming black bear hunt, okay, fifty three hundred bucks. So it's priced as um, as Canada, or maybe even a little less. But um, and what it, about prairie dog hunts? And prairie dog shoots are even amazing. some May turkey hunts in I'm Montana, taking, Wyoming. I'm taking Mason turkey hunting this year. He's super stoked about it. He did his first deep sea fishing trip this year. Loved it. Didn't get catch a fish. Uh, that would be a place. We're going to do fishing worth. on one of the next podcasts. We're going to do Alaska yep. fishing. Because that would be that'd be really good, but I'm telling you, I, I just think that there's guys bear out hunts. there right now that 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 they can we can get them out to. And bear hunts well good west. for the elk population. You know Honestly, what else? If you like hunting elk, you should shoot bears. Mm-hmm. You know what else would be fun? Doing a shooting school. Find a shooting school. Find a mountain shooting school. How fun is that? Our get shooting it. schools. Yeah. Yep. You know what? And I'll tell you what, from a father-son experience. There's no taxidermy bills at the end of the there's school. No, and, and there's no tag limits. You can shoot the silhouette of that uh, animal and at you 600 can miss yards it. as many times as you want, and we're going to guide you through it. One of the things that, uh, you know, that's a great point, because if you're looking for a summer adventure, our advanced school is, I mean. Really fun. Really fun, because you're going to shoot a lot. You're going to shoot at in live situations. You're going to shoot in hunting scenarios, and you're going to become in tune with your rifle and learn how to just really ignite your understanding of starting to call the wind and understand how to put that rifle bullet downrange, no? Yep, for sure. You you know, that's a... I know guys who do them every year, and... uh, Yeah, us. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So... So anyway, this, this this Wyoming black bear hunt, I want to tell you, it's a horseback hunt in, and like Brian said, it's baited. Now, this is on the western side of the state where there is a, a larger limit, and we've sent uh, uh, several people into these camps, had an unbelievable experience, lots of father-sons, did a father-daughter last year, um, and uh, these guys deliver. Um, meals, lodging, uh, it's its go in and stay in a wall tent. It's a big mountain experience. I would say for 5300 bucks, you're hunting in the same place that it costs you $8,000 to hunt elk. You're hunting them the exact same way, except for instead of an elk, you're shooting uh, uh, a bear with, uh, you know, a black bear. And uh, um, But you're in the same country. I just think it's great. Now, you said Idaho. What makes Idaho so I mean, We have hunts in Idaho. What makes Idaho so great? Uh, two, two bear limit. You can hunt with dogs and you can hunt with bait. And Idaho is pretty conservative. They uh, they like shooting their predators. There's a lot of hunting pressure in Idaho because there's more and more people moving there, leaving California and Colorado and these states. And so you have uh, all the general season elk and deer selling out quicker than ever before. And But there's always lots of good bear hunting. From from the Frank Church and Selway all the way up to the Clearwater up towards the B.C. border, uh, lots of bears in there. It pro- probably has some of the highest bear density. It's thick bush some of the north. And then the southern part, you know, up against the Wyoming and the stuff in the, you got the Snake River, you got the Salmon River, you got all that great spot and stock hunting for backpackers. 
So Idaho is, in my opinion, the best bear state if you want to spot and stock or bait or hunt with hounds. So you, you can, we, have, we have an outfitter in the Frank Church, and uh, have had great success there. And they're right on the Selway there, too. They have mm-hmm. a location in the Selway. Selway is a little rugged, more rugged. That whole area is pretty rugged, but uh, it seems like the church is a little more But if you're a backpacker accessible. type, uh, there's some outfitters that have some great areas in the Salmon and the, uh, and, and the Snake River drainages, like from Unit 11. Uh, down through like Unit 22, the Seven Devils, um, that country, Riggins, all that country is awesome country. The other thing is, if you're a DIY hunter listening, that that that's really good information for you because Wyoming and Idaho, um, th- there's there's bears that are accessible, and you can get in there early spring right now when the snow starts leaving. They're they're eating fiddle ferns and uh, green grass, getting their digestive system moving, and they're they're available to spot and stalk, and you can go get the tags. You know, states like Oregon have a great bear hunt, but you have to apply for it. So Oregon doesn't have a general, at least on the east side where I grew up, they didn't have it. Now, the west side may have some general bears, but the east side never did. You had to apply. But it was not super terrible odds, but also great hunting because you got the, the same river system that splits Idaho and Oregon, which is the Snake River. So you got the Imnaha, you got the Snake, you got that country. And we, we killed several good bears when I was in college. I would go over and do it backpacking. It's basically like hunting a sheep with teeth. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it, that's an... In- What's that? Is that the blue uh, south of the Blues. Okay. The Blues are up on the border with uh, um, uh, Washington. Really? How'd you know about the Blue Mountains? Been there. You've been there. Look yeah. at you go. Bleep, dad gummit. <laughs> now, the other thing I will tell you for black bear, um, one of the blackest, blackest black bear that, that you're going to ever see or kill is an Alaskan black bear. And we have some amazing coastal hunts and boat hunts. Yeah, that's how to that catch, still catch a can in Juneau in that country, out of Wrangell. Catch can Juneau, and then also out of Homer around um, the peninsula the, that comes The Kenai. Down. Yep, the Kenai. Because that's yeah, everybody thinks of the Kenai River north of Homer, right? And between well, the, the Homer Kenai and Kenai Peninsula Silva, actually has caribou on it. It has, it has a lot of different animals on it. Yeah, doll sheep, doll, doll sheep, moose. and uh, But those black bear around there between Seward and Homer where that peninsula sticks down that we have some great outfitters that have amazing and then you can incorporate rock fishing um uh you know halibut salmon into a fishing and the thing about that is that Alaska doesn't have a black bear season so it's it's you can go you can go June July August you want to go go on a black bear hunt um you know you can bait black bear in certain areas yep like my friend up around Fairbanks, he he baits uh, you know for at least a month every year. Yeah, so we we have we have a lot of those black bear hunts. So just because Canada's closed down, I guess I don't want um, people to think that we can't get you on a black bear hunt. There's black bear hunts available, and there's alternatives so, to Manitoba, Saskatchewan, so, Alberta, Ontario, all those places. So if you want really the best black bear hunt, if you like adventure, it's pretty hard to beat Alaska on those boat where you can go fishing and crabbing and. Spot and stock. I've done it before over like on Q Island and uh, not Admiralty Island, but Prince of Wales. Admiralty only has brown, but there's no um, black bears on Admiralty Island. Right. Well, I, I've just I've done it a couple times around down off the point of you know you leave out of Homer or even Seward, and and that peninsula runs out there. All those you know the the coves, the backwaters, all, all that. Yeah. It's just loaded with bear on the beach, and you 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 know I, I mean I've seen eight to ten, twelve bear a day, um, and then you're catching fish, and it is pretty yeah. amazing. Even some DIY goes guys go and do that, but if they don't understand the tides, I know guys that got stranded and had problems. So you have to understand the tides if you're going to do that. So if you're it's probably more reasonable for more people to go to, like, Idaho, you know, Wyoming, Montana. Yeah. 
If, if the DI the, guy really wants to do it, I would suggest hire, a, if, if you want to keep a DI transporter. Guy, yep, hire a good transporter. And we can point you in the direction of a couple good transporters, but don't but get a bad one. Our, uh, <laughs> our yacht hunts, though, on Alaska would be so fun. Though. Oh, I mean, that's where you put on weight. That's where, you, if you're on an Atkins diet or whatever keto diet, I don't recommend it. <laughs> Unless you just eat fish and black bear backstrap. I don't like black bear, but anyway. It's, it makes decent sausage if you put a lot of cayenne pepper and pork in it. That's that's a reasonably priced hunt. You know it is. You could do it. You could take your wife. You, you eat like kings. And if you go you in June, you're gonna have a lot of bugs too. Yeah, but that 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 uh, I've I've tried I've had that on my list of want to dos, and I just haven't been able to. And, work and now is the time with Canada. And that's a good bow close, hunt. It's a great bow hunt. It's one of it's probably the easiest bow hunt I would say is Alaska, the, the, where the shores where you where you ambush them with the wind in your face, and the bears will walk along the coast. Spot and stalk, yeah. Just wait for them to come by. Yeah, it's way way easier. Yeah. So it's it's you know what, and there there is a plethora of bear, man. I mean, it's it's crazy. There are and big bear. They got big heads too. Um, but so you know, you're honest. Your biggest heads, if you wanted to shoot a booner head, is some of the east coast, you know, like Pennsylvania, Carolina. But you know, some of the desert country of Utah, New Mexico, Arizona actually has the biggest heads. California has giant heads. Really easier to kill a book bear than is in Canada. Hmm? Really? Yeah, most places in Canada is hard to break twenty. I mean, so a lot of guys will throw the word twenty twenty one around, but to kill the twenty one, you probably have to kill fifty to hundred bears or more, usually in Canada, and that's with good management and luck. Huh. Most good bears are 18 to 19 and a half. Even the ones on, um, uh, what do you call it, Vancouver Island, very seldom they break 19 and a half or 20. Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver Island is 8 bears, to 10,000. They call those the, the island bears. So those in the You've uh, killed uh, the Vancouver Island bear. I have. That's you got those fun. and they Super got the Queen fun. Charlottes, which they closed down to hunting for non-residents. But it's, the Queen Charlottes was bi the biggest head of bears in BC. Canada's closed down hunting for the non-residents. Right now, I mean, they closed down, yeah. <laughs> It, it's all closed down. Well, anyway, if you're listening, I, I mean, you know, we, we, we just want to help you understand that there is an opportunity still out there. Texas, let's talk about Texas, and 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 uh, um, and then uh, we'll let get people. Well, there's, there's a great – we have an outfitter that I talked to a couple of days ago that has great access deer hunts, free range in May, June, and July because that's when they're rutting and they're hard-horned. So, uh, and, and, yeah, it's, it's so great. you don't and even you can, think of that. And you can hunt the black buck then because black buck don't shed their horns. They're like an antelope. So you can add those, and those are free range too. They're not they're not necessarily fenced. Some of them are fenced. Some of them are free range. Odd I don't recommend in the summer. It's just too hot, and you have a lot of snakes. Um, better to hunt odd up until the end of March, and then start again in October. So, but if you want to hunt, I'm odd, not about snakes. The only thing really to no, hunt nice odd the odd is like and you June, can hunt January, February every year. Put it on your list. I really want to go. We're gonna go this year. And we're you taking, can hunt Neil guy. We're taking Mason this year. We'll take Noah back this year. Oh, man. That's and, uh, so fun. Um, that's a super good father-son hunt. If yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mason is so jacked to go do it. He doesn't even know what an odd is, you know. So, like, doesn't desert matter. sheep for, like, one-tenth the price. It, it is absolutely. So, having killed now a desert sheep and done a desert sheep, it's the exact same thing as a desert sheep hunt. I mean, it is a desert sheep hunt. You're just shooting a different species of sheep. So, if you're right. budget conscious, and uh, um, we were talking about it today, uh, uh, Bleep, our um, layaway program, we're, we're going to put a thing out. If you, if you don't, uh, you should go on to our web, too, 
and um, get our what, what what's it called a uh, uh, mailer that we do uh, um, the newsletter. Thank you. The the monthly newsletter, and then we do a monthly special too, right? Um, uh, special on what's going on inside the company, but you you should subscribe to that because we have a lot of great information. We try to de- do a deep dive in articulation, what's going on. I mean, even some recipes I see on there. Um, I got to get that. I got to get that trout cake one out to everybody because trout only is good to eat in one way, and that's make a trout cake out of it. Smoke. That's when you don't um, want tr- smoke, smoke trout tr- tr- twice. Done yes, tons copy and that. Tons. Now I'm not into you know when you're a fly fisherman, it's like so uncool to keep trout. But we did smoke a lot of trout. No, um, no, we got we we, we, we got the fishing we, we, we got we got we, we uh, our applications yeah. manager marries the fishing extraordinaire. She's chiming in now because she she yeah, fishes yeah, yeah. every day of her life. She, she uses can. everything except hand grenades <laughs> yeah, to go fishing. An electric an electric voltage. Um, <laughs> shock them, bring them up, see what you have. You ever done? No, anyway. Um, so I'm just teasing. I've never done that either. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, so uh, what was I talking about? I don't. Oh, yeah, subscribe to the newsletter would be a good idea. But one of the things we have to put in that newsletter is uh, that hunt because I did not know until you told me that there's free range black buck in Texas. There is. There's more free range stuff than people think, but because it's think, uh, people think of it as a game farm. Now your stuff like your really exotics, the elands and like the bongos and that, they're almost never free range. But you do have some. A lot of free-range Audad and Axis, I would say, are the two most common. And there's even a few free-range stags, which you're not going to hunt in the summer. Their horns won't be hard. So, But they've just basically got out um, because the fence fell down. Well, people let them out because they have the right habitat. So they typically, if you have enough feed and water, right. they typically won't leave. Right. You know, so, I mean, and then people can say they hunt in free-range. But but Axis deer and, and Audad are the two most plentiful free-range animals outside of Whitetail. Really? Texas, and, and, yeah, and, and then, of course, there's some good mule deer. But again, you're not hunting them in the summer. I would like to kill a black buck. I think they're the coolest little animal. They are both both the black buck and the. Um, I want to kill a good one though. And the axis deer are native to like India, Pakistan, those countries. Oh really? Mm-hmm. So Pakistan. That's our yeah. Mm-hmm. India. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, wow. Black buck. Did Paca- you know that? Black buck, no. Pakistan. No. <laughs> no. And uh, I, was, I was gonna be. I thought you were like. Oh, why didn't you know that? I'm no. like, What the hell? You knew that? No. I'm so so in India, that. they're they're for the southern <laughs> hemisphere. So your your uh, axis deer and your sandbar deer, which are running free in, in Australia and, and uh, New Zealand, are and Rusa. They're from the southern hemisphere, so they don't they have a different horn rotations loss because they don't come. They don't have really winters. They have so, wet and dry. So you're saying it's like flushing a toilet. If they're in the northern hemisphere, it twists to the right, and if they're in <laughs> yeah. the southern hemisphere, it twists to the left. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what the hell? I think these guys have lost their mind. What do you mean? The toilets don't do that. So anyway, <laughs> my God, that's a wild deal. So, all right, well, it depends on if the toilet is level or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, y- you know what? I, I, uh, I, yeah. Anyway, water always finds level, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And you can also hunt javelina in Texas and wild boars all the time. So on any of those hunts, you you usually have not every area is have a javelina. But most, almost every area has feral pigs. And, and is a you know, it's not a big game species like Arizona. Yeah, a lot I, of I places in Texas. don't consider a big game. That's like. No. No. It's like considering coyote like turkey. big game. Turkey's a stretch. Okay, now we're going to call this turkey big game. Okay, it's a season, but it's not, it doesn't have horns. Now, horned turkey. 
But a black bear doesn't have horns. Is that big game? Yeah, that's yeah. Well, if it can eat you, probably it's considered big game. Well, a javelina can eat you if you fall and die. You have to die you. first, though. A buzzard can eat your butt. You know what I'm saying? But you have to die first. Yeah, they do have tusks. I don't know. I think javelina is some of the coolest animals I've ever hunted. They're pretty cool. They smell the, nice, too. They, you know what? The ones in Texas don't smell near as bad as the ones in Arizona. So the stink pig, that gland in the back, it's pretty bad. Yeah. You know what, though? Texas, though, the thing about Texas is is that it's so, to me, accessible. $48 Affor- license. Affordable. It's it, crazy. And, and one of the things it's we're writing in the newsletter yep. where you're putting it somewhere is that the the uh, payment plans and then the hunt financing that we have coming is is what well, the payment plans are now though I mean you can do a hunt a, a layaway plan with us and some of these hunts because because what's a what would a black buck hunt be depends on the size a little bit they usually have two price structures but I think a trophy fee on a black buck with an odd ad I believe is twenty five hundred or thirty five hundred so and and so you go down there. And you, you fly all the way over to Africa, uh, two grand in the flights, another fifteen hundred lodging, to two grand in uh, incidentals. That's four grand. You haven't squeezed the trigger yet. Uh, you go to Texas, and um, a fallow deer with a black buck would be what? Um, uh, uh, they, on, there's not know. too many places on fallow deer, but the axis and the black buck are axis, be, let's I'm say seventy five. Let's call it seventy five hundred. Seventy five hundred for both species. Yeah. And then, and then if you go to hunt New Mexico, you can hunt the orcs, either on the missile range or off-site. Off but um, let's stay with Texas right now. I'm just going through this in yeah. my mind real quick, play this scenario out. I'm, my name is Bernard Faller from Pewaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, um, you know, I make seventy grand a year. My wife's going to let me go on a hunt every two to three years. And I want to go on one now this summer because I haven't been able to get into Canada. So, or let's say I want to do it in two years. Well, first thing you do is you go for a new wife hunt. If she's only letting you hunt once every three years, that's where you start. <laughs> All right. That could be expensive. So, yeah, we, I know we got it. Thanks, Bleep. You got to work with what you got. And then, and then he throws that out there. So, um, this is not a solicitation to divorce your wife in any way, shape, or form. And any speaker that's but on I this have, podcast, I, but I have, and any speaker that's on this podcast is just emphasizing their personal opinions, <laughs> not the opinions I, of Rolling Bones or Rolling Bones proper in any way, shape, or form. So, if Brad Dana says something that's not consistent <laughs> with your lifestyle, please know that he is not affiliated with our opinion as a corporate affiliate. No, sure, but I can sure tell you there's been mar- many marriages that we, when the hunt, they, I choose between marriage and hunting. The, I don't uh, even get through this payment. The Marriage doesn't last. How do I even explain to to our wonderful listeners, the people we love to serve, well, you that they could call in and put five hundred to thousand dollars down on a hunt, and they could start making payments every month, and by the time the hunt got here, their wife would be more apt to let them go hunting again. But no, Brad says divorce them, and Brian says let's just get your budget bigger and kill more stuff. I mean, holy shit! This is this is a menagerie of of you I, know. I will say, hunting though has been responsible for many divorces. <laughs> Yes, well, that's now, a shame. See what they should have done is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he talks out both sides of his mouth. That's a shame. Five Better to ask for forgiveness and permission. <laughs> True story. Lindley and I went elk scouting on our honeymoon, and she told me, "Listen, I'll never tell you you can't go hunting." Now I know there's a couple times that she's bit her tongue and swallowed super hard and went, "What are you doing?" But uh, she's never said no. So. That's a good thing. But anyway, seriously, I think Texas 
to me, I'm excited to explore more of the opportunities. Now, we have a lot of opportunities in our hunt catalog, rollingbones.com. Just go Google Rolling Bones. It's, that's us. Well, yeah. but, but they're there. Well, actually, in Texas, you can also hunt other animals. You can hunt the addicts. Um, you can hunt the similitoid orcs. You can hunt standard orcs. You can hunt a lot of different things. There's even places as zebra and, um, you know, like wildebeest. Now, it's not very common, but the, the um, similitoid orcs and the orcs are actually fairly common. Now, most of them. Most of them are on fenced areas. There's a few free rangers. Yeah, oryx, that would be fun. That's a beautiful animal. Yeah, the best place to hunt free range or oryx, so hands down, is Namibia. And we're adding more hunts for, for Namibia um, and South Africa because they're just a lot cheaper than New Mexico. So if you're going to go, if you don't want to travel abroad, then hunt them in New Mexico. But for the value, you can, on a mixed bag hunt in Africa where you're paying a daily rate of, say, 250 to 350 a day, you know, shoot orcs for less than a thousand dollars, and the license in New Mexico is just a license is much more than that. Most of Africa is high fence anyway. No, uh, only in South Africa. Outside of but South a lot Africa. of the places these guys go and kill five, six, seven species, there's a high fence hunt, right? A lot around. of them, and so there's relative. I've seen free range areas that are less wild than high fence. Depends if the high fence is ten thousand acres, and they they don't really have a breeding program. They just let the animals do what they want. It's pretty pretty difficult hunting, and there's other places that have a bad reputation. That's a 400 acre pasture, and guys drive around in a Land Rover because there's no place for the animals to go, and they blast them. So you know, South Africa can have 1,000, 2,000 foot high mountains where you hike for seven to 10, 10 miles a day, and you might shoot one or two animals, and it has places you can drive around and blast ten animals in three hours. So right, and 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 I I compare. Um, Texas to kind of that. I've been on ranches. South Africa's and Texas are very similar. Yeah, because I've been on ranches that that are thirty thousand acres, and the animals are wilder and crazy. And and even though it's high fence, I will tell you this: I'm going to go kill a zebra um, because I I, I, I would uh, I, yeah I'm going to shoot a zebra. And but, uh, but the best point you don't have to look like, look to me like you're asking for permission. I'm fine with you shooting a zebra. <laughs> Probably yeah, some of the best as long as you're with me shooting two I, afterwards. I would like to I, first of all. I, I I want to shoot a zebra too. I I agree with you. I I see nothing wrong with that. You and I like, see you had a little funny look on your face. I no, didn't I just don't think I have about. to go to Canada or Canada. I don't have to go to Africa to say I shot a zebra when I can go to Texas and shoot a zebra and have the same hunt experience. I, I want to eat some zebra too because it sounds like this horse. You know, the French love this. I got to try. Curry's, it, well, yeah, I ate horse when I was in Kyrgyzstan again. You eat horse a lot the, there. The, what, did you like it? It's better than black well, having bear. grown up on a horse farm, well, there's nothing not, I there's nothing not I've dreamed metric. of shooting more than a horse. But we I just want to try it. <laughs> yeah. So it was it wasn't great. It wasn't. It like depends that. on the cut. It depends on how they cook it, right? It depends if it's you feed because they they had some weird stuff at one of the weddings or funerals I went to. Did not taste good. A it was beef shank, kind of, a beef shank compared to a ribeye is going to be a distinct, different flavor and tenderness. But you're, yeah, that's a good point because you're going to, you're probably going to have some nasty old. Your best animal though in Africa, stallion, uh, your zebra that be just. Your gross. best eating animal in Texas is your axis deer probably, and your best eating animal in in um, Africa is probably like eland. You know, some of your kudu is good. Those are really good. Well, I will tell you this. I've, I've been to Texas. We, um, I have personally went and vetted um, some of these outfitters, and I've never seen a more game-rich environment. I've never seen um, the Serengeti. Never been there, but I have seen a Serengeti-esque looking thing from the movies in Texas, and uh, we have a lot of great uh, hunting opportunities in Texas. The last thing we should talk about. Go ahead. Were you going to say well, something? Well, he did mention prairie dogs. That would actually be another good hunt. I mean, prairie dog is late it, May, then the first couple weeks in June is your if, very best time. If you've never done it, it's something that you should try to get out and do. It's just, it's just a hoot. You know, you bring... 
four or five guns and just play with them. Well, and there's two ways to do it. You can get a hold of us, and we can send you in an area where you can do more of a DIY thing and set up yourself, or we can get you on a place where the only problem with DIY thing, uh, and I'm just I'm, I'm being real it, honest it with you. It doesn't work that well. It doesn't work that well simply because the dogs get super Everybody trained. else yeah. DIYs Everybody has DIYs them too, unless you want to hike back in to one town. But then you're still gambling because I've, I've hiked back into towns DIY only to find out that the rancher just poisoned that town and you just hiked in three miles and there's one prairie dog oh, in uh, right. um, in in a thousand acres but of prairie, prairie dog, dog towns but if you if you do a DIY you still got to get permission from the rancher yep. and a lot of people don't want to lease to you if well, they there's don't know some you. walk-in areas in Wyoming yeah. and South Dakota that have but then you still got to get lodging and you still got to get a vehicle if you, a if you go with an outfitter he'll have his vehicle his side by side Oh. The lodging, and so really, at the end of the day, if you don't have a lot of time, and, you can and you're going to have access farm. to a place that hasn't been shot up. Yep, and yep. and and they're going to be sh- that. That's such a good, great thing, and and prairie dog shooting is is amazing. It's a lot of fun. It is. It really is. Um, turkeys, May. They're still great turkey hunting. I was just on the phone with one of our outfitters, and I'm seriously considering jumping on an airplane and flying down for two days to go to Mexico, fly to Tucson, drive across the border, go to Mexico, Hunt and the Gould's shoot turkey. Gould's turkey. Um, they're big. Yeah, I, I've heard they're I've I shot one. Uh, you so, shot one. So last tur- only turkey I've shot in the last 20-some years. And I hear they're big. They are big. They're, they're a few pounds bigger than the normal turkey. And they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Totally gorgeous. So, and we got Russia. What are those black things that Capricollis. Capricollis, yeah. Giant so, but grouse. Anyway, <laughs> it's giant, giant grouse. But, but the May turkeys, and we have openings in um, Nebraska. Now, we'll tell you this. We yeah. have a couple great outfitters still have openings in Nebraska that go through May. Two birds, two birds, Merriam's, and lots of birds. Lots and, and lots, lots. But also not far from here, there's lots. I mean, a lot of the outfitters that are close to here in Wyoming – Yes. In Montana, mm-hmm. have tons of turkeys and, you know, one or two turkey limits, depending. You might have to hunt one in one unit and one in a different region. Like in Montana, you have to hunt region 6-1. You can hunt region 7-1. I think I'm going to go turkey hunting next weekend. I got. Did you get any tags this year? Um, I can get one. Yeah. I'll film for you, though, if you're going to go. Yeah. Um, because if you're going to go, we'll get some goblin. I w- I'd love to film. Um, oh, I, I owe you some filming after eight days of grueling mountain experience so on the fun. Cimarron Mountains. What's funny is I can't believe I came home because I, I just I power fed for, I mean, I ate and I ate. <laughs> we went up to Silverado. Oh, my gosh. Did you eat that whole primary? Holy crap. I just, this is uh, when you got back from Mexico? Obesity, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We didn't have gluttony down there, and we no. put we put 40 miles on in eight days, and I'm telling you, which isn't I, a lot. I but, tried to destroy all of that this But in that, marble, in that marble walking, I've never been on a looser mountain than there, but I do want to tur- hunt a turkey down there. I can't stop thinking about that hunt, by the way. Well, um, the dove hunt, I was telling people. There, there's a place in oh Mexico that we, we that we're going to put into our system. We, but we, with Kelly, she just hasn't had time to add everything. There's this place I hunted five years ago that was probably one of the nicest hunting places I've ever been to. And where they was have, that? They had, fen- they had fenced deer and elk. They had free-range turkey. They had a few free-range uh, deer, and that was in Mexico. In Mexico, we'll we'll have to we'll have to look into that. And uh, well, you've obviously it was, been it was there. It's two to three thousand acres. I mean, that, that they I bet they have fifteen twenty million invested in that property. Really, and crazy good. I will tell you this: you some say of the that. nicest accommodations. It's I'd say it's four to five star for a hunting place. Wow, it's like it's like the it's like the branded rock. It's oh, that wow. nice. You know, you said that about the dove hunting. 
Yeah, it, you, as we were all talking, you just said, "Oh man!" What I'm going to do next year is is for all of you, um, all of our members and our listeners and our audience, I'd like to set up, and we'll just announce it and kick it out. But if we want to do two groups down there, um, we'll just get a shuttle service, get them, bring them over, go right out there, and and it would be it would be so much fun to take a couple groups. Oh my gosh, and, so and, fun! And just go the wing shootings world. You don't have to go to Argentina. It's some of the best wing shooting in Mexico. It's amazing. Is it not amazing? It's. I mean, it's hard to describe. <laughs> and the other thing that just, we. I mean, it's just. The other thing we'd be sending hunters on right now. It would be from middle of middle of March until the early uh, April is uh, stag in Argentina. That's amazing hunting, but unfortunately, it's not open yet. No. So, so let's just do a real quick review for all of you that are listening and for us um, here. Um, number one, May turkeys, we still have availability. Great father-son, great father-daughter, great husband-wife type trips uh, available. Texas, we have Texas all summer long. Um, we have great hunting in Texas. Um, Axis deer and uh, black buck free range. Um, and then we have other non-free range um, opportunities in Texas. Um, this spring, still available and um, is... Uh, uh, Black Bear, Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho. Uh, we have camps open availability, great hunts, high shot opportunities, big adventure, big mountain adventure. Yep. And then the last one. Um, and, or Alaska. And, and that's what I was just going to say. The last one, in my opinion, um, the coup de gras. If you really want to go hunt a black bear and you go, um, I would like to do one black bear hunt and it would be absolutely amazing, then go kill yourself a brown bear, but don't kill a brown bear, kill a black bear because it's the same tile hunting basically. And go to Alaska and have the most majestic. You can combine it with fishing with us. Get a hold of us. And if you go, dude, I can't afford it this spring, but you know what? I got some a little bit of... Uh, uh, I got a little bit of uh, Uncle Biden's money that he sent out to us, and I'd like to put that down on a, uh, a hunt. Yeah. Get a hold of us. But thanks uh, to guys like Uncle, Uncle we'll, Biden, we'll, we don't have ammunition to go hunting with. No, that's okay. We have some we have some Wildcat Opportunity rifles that they could get ammunition and a new rifle. And and you know the, what the the thing in Alaska? Take your wife. Go go do the yacht hunt. That. I think my wife would do that, although she gets seasick off. Yes, we. But you know what? They can get that patch behind their ear. Rock and roll. We should take the gals up there. Brian could entertain them all it's day long. Not, we'll go hunting. It's surprisingly inexpensive for what you get. For what you get, yeah, because you get you get especially if you got three couples together. Because if you look at three couples together and take the whole yacht yourself. It's, it's less than just a regular bear hunt or a fishing trip because you get fishing, bear hunting, right. um, you get fuel, food, meals, lodging, and you're eating lobster, you're eating um, prawns, you're eating, I mean, well, and, we've, and you we've don't had, eat bear. Ladies, you don't eat bear, you eat ribeye steak. We've had uh, transporters, and it was it costs the same amount just to have a hire the yacht with the transporter as yeah. it does to do the guided black bear hunt and all the fishing. And it's you're not on your if own. If there's a state we've over vetted, my wife said it's Alaska because I've been there 14 times, and she's like, I don't think you need to go back to Alaska. And she and, and I said, really? And she goes, not without me because she loves Alaska too. It's an amazing place. Yeah. So listen, oh, you know what I'm vetting? We'll, we'll do a podcast on it. Um, I'm vetting that um, free range bison hunt in Alaska on that big big island um, oh. that the natives have, and uh, um, I booked that puppy today to go vet it. So we'll keep you all informed on that one. It'll be more availability. Hey, if you live hunting, you you you, you know what? Go to our website rollingbones.com. If you love adventure, go to our website rollingbones.com. If you love fishing, rollingbones.com. You need help with application service, concierge service. You got questions? Go check out our membership and uh, um, 50, 150, and 500. 
give us a call, 1-605-644-8000, 1-605-644-8000. Ask for Lindley, Kelly, or Mary. Um, don't ask for Brian or Brad. No, I'm teasing. Ask for Brian or Brad, too. Um, but if you ask for Brian, there's Brian 1, Brian 2, and Brian 3. So don't be surprised if you don't get the right Brian. Because a lot of times I'll go, hey, this is Brian. They'll go, I read your article from 1973 right. in Hunting Flood oh, Magazine. Oh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, like the, I'm like the Brian that founded Rolling Bones. And they're like, oh, no, that's disappointing. Um, is Brian Martin there? And I'm like, oh, fishy. Uh, we got we got that so, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get it all the time. Or so. or you might be get Brad and yeah. say hi, Brian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or people call Brad and they go, Hey, hey Brian, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> so anyway, um, we're ready to make your next adventure the best one yet. Get a hold of us. I'm Brian Maiman. Stay safe. Stay well. On behalf of Brian Martin, Brad Dana Bleep, and myself, be healthy, and uh, um, we appreciate you listening. Have a great week.